1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. join more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. <STRAN many years> Mackie and John on Score North and scorenorth.com. we got a team in here. And this is my game camp. we Let's go, let's go, go,
2: <laughs> is that is that Rob Brzezinski and Rick Spielman this morning after the NFL salary cap came down? I don't think they're doing the skull chant necessarily no. uh
3: <laughs> after seeing what it was. They're probably a little bit more depressed right now. <laughs> I mean they knew it was coming, but still it is a uh it is a date in which you now say to yourself, Wow, well, we really gotta cut some guys, don't we?
2: We gotta cut well, some I more mean, guys. It it's higher than it was a couple of weeks ago. I mean the it was reported that hey, it may be one eighty. Just mm-hmm. it's not gonna go lower than one eighty, but it may be one eighty. You know and what? now we know it's 182.5.
3: If you're a football fan, <laughs> this is absolutely going to be fantastic. If you're a team or or if you love a uh, veteran player, it probably sucks, right? Because it's like, we got to cut guys or my favorite player might get cut. But if you're just a flat out like me, red zone meat-eating football fan we are about we are about to see so many guys lose their jobs we are about to see teams have to just cut guys like this this is going to be this is the now the polar opposite to me boys of baseball which just gets so boring right it's like eh, it's you know trevor bauer he's been he's a a free agent and he will be for the next four months right this yeah. is this is going to be guys being cut left and right and here's my here's my favorite part. This is also going to be big name players, not the biggest names, but big name players mm-hmm. who get released and almost have to like run for jobs. Cuz like if you're like I'm going to play hardball here, you're going to be waiting a long time. So I just Yeah, love there's going to
2: be there's going to be sort of an unprecedented amount of credible players on the street available, right? Cause, so I saw somebody – I don't know if it was over the cap. Somebody said from 2013 through 2020, the cap went up an average of like 7% or something. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Seven 7%, 7% per year seems aggressive. I'd have to go check mm-hmm. the math. But basically – it's now coming down almost 10%. It's coming down 8% from where it was last year. Right. And so you're right. You're, there's going to be all these names we've been kicking around for the Vikings. Joe Thuney, right? The, the obvious free agents. Right. There's going to be all kinds of other free agents that hit the streets that you might be able to get at a discount because of the salary cap situation. Um, and just to just to set the scene here for people who are uh, maybe not fully immersed in this like we have been the last few weeks. The Vikings are, according to Courtney Cronin and also according to overthecap.com, the Vikings are about 2. 2.3 million dollars over the salary cap of 182.5. So they have to, whether it's restructures or more cuts or trades or whatever it may be, just to get under the cap, they have to make moves and then to make to make it so that they have 10 or 15 or 20 million in cap space, which might be tough. They have to make even more moves from there, but my biggest question to you guys is why one eighty two point five like why not just a round number what what was the conversation to get like I think it should be one eighty three I don't know I think it should be one eighty two <laughs> What if we compromise with a point five so it, <laughs> it, so it was it was in two thousand
3: twenty one ninety eight point two so they they must like take some type yeah. of revenue generator that they have and be like, oh." We'll give this amount to the cap. I I don't know. But yeah, worst case that we saw months ago, and they confirmed, I think, two or or three weeks back, this wouldn't be the case. The worst case was it was going, the floor was going to be 175, which would have been absolute chaos. And then they came up to two weeks ago to say, no, we're not setting the cap yet, but the floor would be 180. And then they came back and said, but we're going to give you (laughs) 182.5. Work with that.
2: So so what does this mean? I, I, I do want to bring up where the Vikings rank in terms of cap space among other teams. According to OverTheCap.com, the Jaguars have the most cap space. They have $74 million in cap space. Yep. The Jets have $70 million in cap space. The Patriots actually have $68.5 million. So those are the three teams with absolutely the most cap space. And if you're the Jaguars or the Jets, You're probably going to have to pay someone like double what they would want to make for another team just to get them to come and play for your franchise. You scroll all the way down, Mm -hmm. and there are 10 teams that are above the cap right now, and the Vikings are one of them. The Vikings, the Bucks, the Giants, Packers, Falcons, Bears, Chiefs, Eagles, Rams, and Saints are all above the cap. Now, the Vikings, like we said, are 2.2, 2.3 million over the cap. The Saints are $53 million over the cap. They just franchised a guy too. Uh, and the Rams are thirty-three million over. So as you soak this in, and as you eat your raw meat, football-loving Judd Zolgad, love my
3: red zone, love, <laughs> love the raw meat, love the football moves, love people being un- unemployed. At least when it comes to football players, yeah, it's great stuff. It's just mean- <laughs> so what what
2: what does this mean for you?
3: Uh, this means the Vikings have to make a decision, and they probably have made this, but we don't know it. What is their plan for, or their desire to act? To be active on the free agent market when that officially starts, well, the the legal tampering period starts, I think, probably on Sunday, correct? And, and then the actual uh, kickoff of free agency is, I believe, Central Time three p.m. on Wednesday. So what it means to me is, if the Vikings want to be active there, they are going to have to make some tough moves. If they are going to be, if they're going to dip their toe in, I think they need to make at least they need to make at least one move. If they actually want to be active, it's more than that. A few things occur to to me about players when it comes to this. One is Riley Reef, as good as he was at left tackle, Phil Mackey, either has to restructure significantly or he's gone. And here's why. If they cut him, so he's due a a base salary in 2021 of $6.7 million, Okay. If they cut him, the dead cash that goes against the cap that we're talking about is 3.2, which is not a small amount, but it's not big. Um, Their cap savings, and this is the substantial thing, and this is why he's gone unless he says, I I will extend my contract and push out the contract, restructure it. The cap savings, $11.75 million. Mm -hmm. And so like that right there is the very move that that I think – gets you below the cap. It puts you in decent shape. Now, if you plan to make more moves off of that, and and you know what? Let's say pie in the sky, they have said, Thuni is our guy. We might not get him, but we're going to pursue him. Then you have to make more moves. The shame of this is, and I am not faulting him because it's a business decision, and it is, at least on Purple Daily, an appreciation week towards him. The shame of this is, that it feels like they don't have a better working relationship with their quarterback to do the Tom Brady, hey, you know what would really help us right now is if we could restructure you again and we'll put, you know what, we'll give you an extra year, which which I don't really like, but, I mean, that's the ideal, right? Because, like, then you could, that where people think and get confused, and they're not entirely wrong, where they think that the cap is fake is especially when you have star players, which starts with your quarterback. The cap was fake with the Patriots because Brady just continually said, that's fine. Let's do this. Let's do that. Right. So so the confusion of, well, the cap is fake. The Vikings can sign a ton of guys. You guys don't get it is. No, that's not true. Unless your quarterback starting with him says, you know what? Cool with me. I plan on being here for the long term. Let's let's redo my 2021 cap hit uh because I want to win and I will take less. Business decision, tough decision, but that's where there grows there's growing confusion about uh oh, the cap the cap is only fake when your star players say cool. I'll restructure. Yeah, it.
2: and to add to add to what you're saying here, if if you just start with cutting players flat out like, if, if if you just want to say, who can the Vikings cut? They've already cut Rudolph. They cut Dan Bailey yesterday. Mm-hmm. In in what order of cutting players will you be able to save the most money to the salary cap? And you already mentioned Riley Reeve. You would save $11.75 million to the salary cap. That would solve, in terms of cap space, that would solve a lot of problems, right? It would get you under the cap by, like, $9 million. And then you could make some other moves and restructures. And now you're kind of on your way. Well, the problem with that is he's your left tackle, <laughs> and so if you're trying to win a Super Bowl in two thousand twenty one I don't know uprooting your above average left tackle situation and either putting a guy in Ezra Cleveland who played left tackle in college at a high enough level to be drafted in the second round, that's great, but he's never played left tackle in the Nfl there's going to be an adjustment period, I'm not saying you can't do it, but like you you should you should definitely think twice or three times before you just flat cut your left tackle I agree, but if you cut But if you cut him, you're going to save almost $12 million, all right? The next guy on the list, if you were to just flat-out cut this player, you would save $10.25 million to the salary cap, fixing a lot of problems cap-wise, Harrison Smith. You could say goodbye to Harrison Smith, who's in his 30s now, right? He's like 31, Hall of Fame player in my book, one one of the great safeties of the last 20 years. But he's getting a little older. Right? Maybe he doesn't move as well as he used to. Maybe he's taken an, an extra hit or two and the and the and the damage has piled up. Ideally you would find a way to bring him back on a lesser number, but I'm just throwing it out there. You could save 10.25 million if you cut Harrison Smith.
3: He'll restructure. He'll restructure and the one thing is if you ever wanted to see Zim throw himself in the train tracks, it's on that one, right? <laughs> hey Mike, I, I hey Mike, we got a great idea. <laughs> What's that? We're going to cut Harrison. No! No, I I would say if you if you went to Mike and said, "All right, Riley Reef, okay, yeah, he's gone. That's fine." Harrison Smith, hell no. So I, I do think that Smith will redo his contract, and I do think that that cap hit will come down. I believe that as far as as like him being outright gone on this team, there's probably about what a three percent chance. Like it's yeah, it's got to be so low
2: and like with it with a guy wrong. like Harrison Smith, you know I think it's it's more likely that you would trade him than cut him, although well that's I don't the know how much leverage you would if have
3: you've got if you've got Barr on your list, that's the trade candidate that I think is intriguing, and I think Mike would discuss that one,
2: yeah, and so i'll give you I'll give you two more Anthony Barr is one of them, so you would if you flat cut anthony Barr you'd save seven now you'd have to eat seven point eight in right. dead money, but you'd save seven point two million in cap space, of course you'd be without. A second starting linebacker because Eric Wilson is also this is the problem. If you let's say you say oh, Eric Wilson, you could just bring Eric Wilson back. Well, if you cut Anthony Barr and you save the seven point two, you're probably gonna have to pay Eric Wilson seven million dollars. Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of a it's it, it, you're basically swapping Barr for Wilson and and you'd be saving no money. Here's the fourth one. All mm-hmm. right? We're talking chunks. If you just flat cut players, mm-hmm. you could save eight million dollars to the cap according to OverTheCap.com. If you cut Adam Thielen. Just I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Oh. But he's I'm from, just throwing it out there. You can't cut
3: you might not know this. Mister, I agree. But he played at Mankato and he's from <laughs> Minnesota, okay? He's it's a I great agree. story. How can you um I wonder if he would restructure too? He'd be a guy that you could go to and be like, yeah, hometown team, baby. Hometown team. I might tell you to yeah, take a you, flying leap. Did you, did you? I think there is a very – I think that there is a chance that among the group that you just gave us that bar like box and that Reef says, you screwed me once, you're not screwing me twice. Th- Thielen and Smith, I think if you approached about restructures, especially extending them and and in both cases, getting them a bit more guaranteed money, I think there might be a case to be made that they would do it.
2: And then obviously – the biggest sort of fish in the sea, if you're looking to carve out cap space for 2021, is Kirk Cousins, and and that's what you brought up. It's like it. This was almost unthinkable a year ago. It's like, all right, you went to that well last year. Every time you go to that well, you're adding guaranteed money to right. a future season. Right. And where I'm at with this is, I don't love Kirk Cousins at that price tag. You and I have both been very vocal about this. I would be really, really hesitant to continue putting eggs in the 2021 basket and pushing out, you know, your quarterback flexibility. Yes, you could, you could create probably 10 to 12 to 15 million dollars in cap space mm-hmm. if you restructured him this year. But where that would put you in 2022 and 23 is in a really, really hard spot with him. Um, almost making him untradable. He's, he's actually a lot more tradable now because. A team would look at his number and say, "Yeah, we could add a third year. We would take Kirk Cousins for three years." Like San Francisco would probably say, "I know it's two years left on the contract. We'll make it a third year. We'll smooth out those cap hits and uh, and we'll make it more manageable." Um, I don't I don't know what the Vikings are going to do here. I I think I think they want to be aggressive in free agency. Somebody else suggested on Twitter here uh, to us last night. Could you take Daniel Hunter, give him a contract extension, bring his seventeen million dollar cap hit? for this year down to like 10 let's say yes and then and then have the cap hits go up in 22 23 24 that's an idea so you could you could i'm just making these numbers up but his cap hit is 17.2 million for 2021 he's the highest paid non-quarterback on the roster Mm -hmm. could you get him what he wants which is a bunch of guaranteed money a signing bonus you could now we're really in the weeds here a signing bonus you could smooth out over four years or something and push the big cap numbers into 22, 3, 4, and 2025, saving yourself $7 million for this year. Stuff like that. like These are conversations that they're having right now behind the scenes, and it'll be really interesting to see what comes out of the next week or so.
3: And I think if it weren't for the neck problem, the, the Hunter conundrum could be solved exactly how the person on Twitter um, explained it because I like that, and I think it's probably smart. And with And if he is healthy, he deserves a big payday. He took a really bad contract. Like, I can't say that enough. Daniil Hunter's people took a terrible contract. Like, there was no excuse. You you don't just say, oh, yeah, we'll take that un- unless you really don't get how good your client might be or is. No. Uh, so if you, the Vikings are convinced that Daniel Hunter's neck is going to be absolutely fine, then I think that what the person on Twitter said is a 1,000% right. Go do that. Back to Cousins, though, Phil, and here's the problem. I don't know, like, this is not a short-term problem. This is a two-year issue. It's an issue right now, which you can basically, I guess, sort of solve by making different moves and almost ignoring Kirk at this point in time. But a year from now, you can't ignore this. And I don't think the cap is going to, I think by 2023, and at the time that these new TV deals start to kick in because they're going to be huge the cap is going to explode i don't know it's going to explode right back up in 2022 and so you know when you look at at for instance what dak prescott's cap hit is going to be in 2022 which is going to be substantial it's still not going to be kirks like you are sitting there with a cap hit that nobody who wants to win a super bowl i and i don't care if you who you you've got unless the cap just goes through the roof again, nobody who wants to win a Super Bowl can have that cap hit. And and so, yes, we're talking about it would be nice if Kirk would do this right now to help the team. He doesn't have to. But it also becomes even more imperative. And the one thing where I'm with you, though, is the sad thing is I'm not really interested in extending him. So I guess my question is to, to Spielman and Rob Brzezinski, what's the, what's your plan here like what's the answer because if in one year we're deliberating about a 45 million dollar salary cap hit and let's say the cap jumps back up let's say it goes up to like i don't know 203 or something right like it gets back up but it doesn't go uh, incrementally as high as it should have what's your plan now like is your plan to go back to Kirk and plead and extend him again? And Kirk says, I don't really want to, but okay, for more guaranteed cash, I'll fall on the sword here, guys. I'll do Is that your plan? Is your plan to try and deal him off of that contract, which I, that's my question. And I don't and I I'm sure they've thought of this. I don't know what the answer is going to be though.
2: Yeah, like this is the Vikings have been stuck in this exact spot for the better part of my life which is, and I'm not saying, like, the cap situation. I'm saying they're good, and they're trying to go from good to great, and they always stumble. Like, when it comes time to good to great, we got to cross that bridge. They always whiff on the quarterback that they're trying to draft or something goes awry with an injury or they lose the NFC championship game or something, you know, something happens. And in this case, I think the thing that's standing in front of them is the fear of becoming the New York Jets or the Cleveland Browns in terms of, well, if we say goodbye to Kirk, it means that we now run the risk of being like a 3-13 and team and having no quarterback. And I think people overplay that risk. Like, give yourself a little more credit than that. The Vikings have put together division winners with some of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. And so I would personally, I would, like in terms of, going back to the Kirk contract discussion here, because it all ties together with the salary cap announcement today.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I would draw a line in the sand and I would say we can get creative, but we are not adding another year to that contract. And so if, if that means that we have to have a staring contest and, and 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 put it this way, if the Vikings decide, listen, we're not gonna, we don't want to restructure. We're not even going to ask you. We don't want to restructure. We just want, there's two years left on this contract. The the second year is absurd. It's the highest cap number in the NFL. And we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. I think if you got through this season, even with him making like the fifth most money of any quarterback, and you're not going to win a Super Bowl with him making that much money. So you just have to sort of get through this season and, and do it however, like build the roster however you can, being ready for Kirk to no longer be your quarterback at some point. Mm-hmm. Once you got up to the 2022 offseason, where his cap number is $45 million, that then signals essentially a forced trade. Like The reason why his agent negotiated the biggest cap number among any NFL quarterback is is essentially to set up another discussion point, right? That, all right, well, we got one year left on this thing. Are you going to extend him and restructure again, or are you going to trade him to a team that will? Mm -hmm. That's the discussion, and I would draw that line in the sand. No matter what happens over the next week with cuts, with salary cap, I am done adding years to the 12th best quarterback in the NFL's contract. I would rather have a rookie quarterback like a Trey Lance making $5 million and spend the rest of that money on building a monster roster. That's what I would look to do. Give yourself some flexibility at that position. It was the right move three years ago. It would be the wrong move right now to keep putting age 35, age 36 on the table contractually.
3: So here's where you're stuck too, right? So, so. Th- those who are um, who are chiming in or l- listening to our conversation right now are going to o- over the cap themselves, and they're saying, "Judd and Phil, come on, my guys. The, de- the dead cap hit um, if Kirk Cousins is let go for the 2021 or 22 season is 10 mil. The savings are 35 million, so they'll just cut ties. Right? He- he's gone. Here's the problem: if you cut ties, if you release Kirk Cousins after the 2021 season. The third the third day of the league year this year, which is basically in about what, a week and a half, mm-hmm. is guaranteed. So that contract is full. So do you really think that the Wilfs are going to say, oh, oh, cool idea. Cool idea, Rick. Cool idea, Mike. Oh, Rob, you you really got them. We have to pay the full amount of that contract in 2022 so that Kirk Cousins can play elsewhere. And, yes, it might offset slightly if he signs a contract, you know, with a different team, but they still have to pay a huge part of that freight. That's the problem. So it's actually not a football problem. It's a just financial problem. But that's that is why three days after the league year, when it comes to Cousins, is so important right now. Because if he is on that roster, that 22 salary locks in. And so you're stuck. So if the will say, Phil, if the will say to, to Rick and Brzezinski and the boys, okay, we're stuck here. If you keep Kirk by, by that what? Saturday. He is your quarterback barring injury in 2021 and 22. What do you do as far as when you get done with the 21 season? And now you're, you know, you are looking March of 2022 dead in the face. And we're talking about your salary cap. We're talking about a quarterback who's good but not great with a $45 million cap hit. And an ownership group that tells you we are not allowing this guy to be released. So he is, unless unless you could trade the last year of that contract, he's yours. What's your answer if he says, I'm not restructuring. I'm playing this out.
2: Yeah, he'd. Want, that would essentially be him saying you can trade me to the 49ers, right? Right, but the, but at that, that, that point he time, wants to
3: San Fran's like okay, 7th round pick. Like they've got you.
2: If he if 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 Kirk Cousins really wants to be like he says he wants to finish his career here and he might play until his you know his, he doesn't know how long he wants to play, but he could see himself maybe playing for you know five more years or whatever or into his late 30s. Yep. Then if that's the case wouldn't a restructure be an easy discussion like if if you want to play here forever? And the Vikings seem to be happy with him putting up his fantasy numbers and stuff, right? They, they were happy with that saints game. If both sides love each other and they're into this marriage, mm-hmm. they will restructure this contract to help the 2021 cap. That's what will happen. I don't love the marriage because I don't think he's good enough as a highly paid quarterback to make up for some of the roster deficiencies. And, and I don't think he's good enough in big moments against good teams. And the numbers sort of bear that out over time, but if both sides feel the same way about Kirk being the Vikings quarterback as long as he wants to be, as long as he's physically capable of, then they will restructure here in the next week or so. So if they don't restructure in the next week or but so, he's basically- it means it means one side or the other is not into the marriage.
3: Well, and and Kirk basically publicly said w- without completely coming out and saying it, I'm good. So, like, the answer is pretty much out there. I'm good. I'm going to. He's So, Kirk, right or wrong. Right? And I will give him credit. He and his camp are shrewd. Like they have, they have maximized for a guy who is good, but not great. They have made millions upon millions and it's impressive. Um, But I really think that Kirk, I think that Kirk does not look at this as a partnership. I think that Kirk looks at the Vikings and himself as an employer employee relationship. And furthermore, he looks at this and says, at my age, I have, one more good contract left to get and i think he wants that contract and furthermore i think he might get it because the statistics are impressive there there are there are i'm sure lots of teams that side with the cousin stands of yeah but i mean he is pretty good he is pre-. i saw an article this weekend out of washington saying why didn't washington just keep him because in retrospect they've been searching for a starting quarterback since he left it would have been simpler just to pay him and I think it was a comparison to what Dak Prescott with Dallas, who hadn't signed at the time, was going through. Anyway, long story short, Kirk knows this. And so what I think Kirk wants to do, and it might be from the Vikings, probably not, but he wants to leverage one more contract at the end of the third year of this contract, which does not mean being in a relationship. He is in an open marriage, Phil. That's yeah. what he's in. He is in an open marriage. He goes to he goes to football key parties all the time, and he picks out new keys, new keys, and you never know what room. Hey, it's the Eagles' bedroom. This is awesome. Hey, look at this. I'm in the Rams' bedroom. Hey, Sean McVay. Oh
2: my god.
3: That's what Kirk is. He's a football philanderer.
2: It's all fun and games until you wander into Bill Belichick's bedroom. <laughs> then it gets then it gets a little weird. Bill? Kirk. Bill? Kirk. <laughs> Bill is just sitting in there. The lights are dim. He's got football. He's got football all twenty-two film. He's just wearing a sleeveless hoodie, some tube socks, and nothing else. Oh,
3: can I throw can I throw one one piece to to go back to Reef of
2: uh
4: Reckless Speculation?
3: Just through the grapevine. Okay. There might be a plan if Reef says, peace out, boys, no pay cut, no restructure. And this and by the way, what I'm about to say does not solve the problems, but it is an interesting thought. Brian O'Neill being moved to left tackle, which we talked hmm. about which we talked about last year. It didn't happen, certainly in part because they they did not have off season camps. And I don't know that they're going to again. I'm sure that they'll do virtual things, but I don't know that they'll actually have Uh, the spring and summer camps brian o'neill though who is pretty he's pretty good uh that is quite a transition but there might be thought about him replacing reef so you don't have to go sign a left tackle at least that would be their plan
2: do you think it's more likely if 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 it doesn't work out with reef is it more likely that brian o'neill or ezra cleveland would play left tackle next year
3: i think brian o'neill I think Brian O'Neill. I think that they. I think they like Cleveland. Um, but when you put him at guard, like you liked him, but and and he didn't start from day one at guard, which struck me as weird as well. Like I mean, look at the guys that they started, and it's like, okay, so you're telling me that this guy couldn't have stepped in and played? Like that makes no sense. That that speaks to me of a disconnect in the amount of of trust that they had compared to what we probably thought. So I think there's a much Better chance that if Reef walks and the option for left tackle is internal, that it's actually O'Neal. And then I guess my question becomes, would you move, would you kick Cleveland from right guard to right tackle, which I don't love? Or, or, or say it with me, do you have faith in another guy that you have developed? This time it'd be Ole Udo playing right tackle. But I'm just so, I'm so leery now, Phil, of this, right? Like every time they, we've developed this guy, you don't understand, you know, wait till you see Drew Samia. Oh my God, I just saw him. I'm about to throw up. So I don't know. Like, I'm not saying that this is a great idea. I'm saying I would not be shocked if they thought, if they did this.
2: What you're saying is Brian O'Neill is insurance for the Vikings Mm. at left tackle. And Mm. as a business owner, if you're a Minnesota fan and you're a business owner, think about how helpful it would be for you to have employee training at your fingertips, industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. Well, that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company recently launched MyShield. I think the purple might need MyShield for their offensive line if things don't go the right way over the next week or so. But (laughs) MyShield is the online client destination for risk management resources. They have resources to help your business with all of your risk management needs. At Federated, remember, uh, you can go to the website, federatedinsurance.com, or download the app to find out more about MyShield. And remember, it's our business to protect yours, just like it's the Vikings' business to protect Kirk Cousins. If he's going to be your quarterback, then you should be all in over the next week or so on figuring out how to bring somebody in, whether it's left guard or left tackle if Reef leaves, to, uh, to keep Kirk Cousins comfortable in that pocket. Don't forget daily Vikings conversations, too. On the Purple Daily Podcast, we are your daily destination for Vikings entertainment and hot takes and reckless speculation and Judd talking too in-depth about his love for cool whip, yeah, which I got, was uh, I got some theme in the comments from yesterday.
4: From people yesterday that was listening to the pod, and they were very, let's just say, surprised that Judd Zolgad likes to dabble in his cool whip. The sound effect, is, I think, is what absolutely kills me. Like.
2: That's a different kind of banana split that uh, hey, uh, the judge working on there.
3: The Philandering quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Don't forget it.
2: Yeah, all uh, right. Write that down. Predictions on the uh, the other side.
1: Uh, Yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues, where we own our terrible predictions. And keep track of each other's batting averages. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd.
2: That's right. The only show, shows I should say, in America that actually keeps track of our predictions every single week We've expanded the franchise. Classic. Write that down as part of Mackie and Judd every Wednesday, as we've done for years. And now also every Wednesday on Purple Daily, football-centric predictions. Football-centric. Write that down. Uh, So that'll be fun today as well. But gentlemen, we're going to welcome in in a little bit here Dustin L. He's going to be the guest listener predictor. If you guys want, if you're out there and you want to be a guest listener predictor on either Mackie and Jed, write that down, or Purple Daily, you can just send a DM to me at Phil Mackie or at Dex's tweets on Twitter, and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. That sounded like a voicemail message. Three <laughs> predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs, and I think we're coming to a part in the sports schedule here. Baseball games are going to start up again soon. We've got NFL free agency and draft where it's been kind of a slow year for things coming off the board, but boys, I, I can sense a rush of accountability on the horizon here. Oh boy!
3: I don't yeah. like, why? Why? I'm like just that. saying. I'm just right, saying. Should okay. we get to it? Yeah, let's see it. Oh, All right, okay. we'll start with Judge. No, that's nice. Oh, well, that's, yeah. good news for. I Jude. thought you were teasing like a bloodbath. Uh, you might
4: not be the one that's having the bloodbath. No, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> Alright. All
2: right. Judd said Jake <laughs> Odorizzi will leave the Twins as a free agent after the 2020 season. That was correct. Congratulations, Judd. Took a while. Um, you'll uh, you'll be increasing your batting average. You are last year's defending batting average and home run champion. So, yeah. that's big time. All right, let's get to let's get to myself here. I had a couple things come off the board. I told you guys Kyle Rudolph will tweet <laughs> something about Kirk Cousins between now and nope. next week's write that down no
3: what? he wasn't too concerned about how that looked dear players <laughs> tribune i still hate him bye
2: what does that th- think about that for a second okay what does that signify that he writes the 2000 word article and he names multiple quarterbacks including matt castle that he just loved playing with right he mentioned sam bradford <laughs> matt castle this- the greatest
3: human being i ever met <laughs>
2: he doesn't mention kirk cousins yep. it gets talked about i think you know i i sent a tweet out that i'm i'm sure I'm sure he saw the talk about whether it was us or somebody else, right? Right. And in that instance, if you felt bad about the omission or if it was a mistake, that would have been the week (laughs) sometime in those seven days to be like, oh, my God, Kirky boy, he's my guy, 13 touchdown passes to me. It's been great. So he consciously chose to not mention Kirk on the way out.
3: When you write 2,000 words, which I guarantee he wrote months ago, and you probably have reread that. 18 times before it gets published, there are no mistakes made. There are no <laughs> mistakes made. There are only passes that weren't throw to 82, and he will never forget that. He clearly blames Kirk to a certain degree for for his drop-off, right? Like, that's pretty clear now. Right or wrong, Kubiak's, I don't know. Zimmer, I don't know. But Kyle clearly looks at Kirk and says, that was part of the reason why I didn't get as many balls thrown my way.
2: Yep. It's amazing. All right, the other prediction that came off the board for me, I have become the bachelor whisperer here on the show. <laughs> okay. I know Declan. Declan's hoping, when one hit his predictions, that I'll have five incorrect back bachelor predictions, but if I keep running hot like this, mm. I told you guys the final two contestants on the bachelor would be Michelle and Rachel. Not a home run in retrospect because yeah. this was predicted like two weeks ago, but it's a correct prediction. Yeah, it's a correct. hit for the bachelor whisperer.
4: Yeah, good for you. Are right you? Whoa! What? I, 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 there's no facetiousness there. I, I'm being Yes, honest. there was. No, you're no, like good for you. No, no, good for you. I'm glad
3: that you've copied my bachelor predictions and yours are right. Yeah. I'm happy. wow. What, did, did,
2: did, did 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 insincere Judd yeah. take insincere Declan under his wing in the
3: wow. last week? Phil, I'm proud of you. I think that your time, <laughs> that the time you, you have wasted in your life watching this Drek, I'm glad oh. to see that that it's helped you. Drek,
2: yeah. dude. That's a those are fighting words. Thing. Yeah, those it's are. That's ter- a, ter- a terrible. That's a terrible show. I don't want to. By the way, you're
3: in Seattle. What do I care?
2: What does it say? What does it say for me that I'm better at predicting bachelor outcomes than Minnesota sports outcomes? Yeah, it says a lot. It says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, list listeners. So we had uh, Devlin, ultimate twins fan. Devlin had a parlay. He said three WrestleMania matches. He's trying to predict three WrestleMania matches. Edge versus Randy Orton, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, and Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Now, there's still some things that could shake out, but they are all in on the Edge versus Roman Reigns angle right now. And I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to change. So if that changes, we'll take this off the board. But Declan or uh, Devlin, you are incorrect. Now to Declan. Speaking of bloodbaths, look at this 0 for 2 situation here. Declan said by next Wednesday morning, so the start mm. of today's, write that down, mm. the Wild will be in first place in the Western Division. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. And then you also said KG will be a partial owner of the Timberwolves, and there will be another prominent sports athlete attached to his group. Yeah. Well, I think we can probably rule that out after right. last week's yeah. exchange. Damn you, Glenn Taylor.
4: That's okay. That's all right. I'll, I'll take my L's there. Can it, can I'll it, tell you
2: guys. Can't them all. I got a text message from somebody, um, high up with the Timberwolves mm-hmm. a couple days ago. And it was one of those I was like, oh man, what's, they said, you know how you can just sort of read the first sentence of a text before you open the whole thing. Right. And the first sentence said, Hey, I heard Judd and Declan talking about the wolves. And then it was dot, dot, dot. Like I didn't, then I had to open oh, it see the rest, and I'm like, oh my God, what's this going to be? And, and this person said, Essentially, hard to disagree. Oh, look at us, John. <laughs> and
3: that might have been from the, the whole thing that we did on the fact that Glenn has to sell the team now and we don't care. Roll the <laughs> dice. If they move it to Seattle, they move it. If it goes to Quebec... It goes, but roll the dice. So from
4: from Jada McDaniel's predictions to ownership group, I mean, if if you need a consultant, Minnesota Timberwolves, by all means, call me up. I, I I'll take as much income and, and opportunity yes, as yes, I can. You right will.
3: now,
1: yes,
2: you will. Yeah, Declan, I love the we Wolves. Should, the Wolves are run great. We should get Declan some business cards. Timberwolves yeah. consultant, yeah. just go around. All right, so uh, so those are the things that came off the board. These are the 2021 stats. Judd Zolgad leading in a batting average with a four seventy eight average and one home run. Declan doing pretty well, 423 with one home run. I'm sitting at 333 no home runs. Listeners at 111 with no home runs. The all-time career stats, This the game goes back to like 2015, much like baseball stats being shady in the 1800s. We didn't really start tracking things specifically until 2018.
3: What's, what's my war? <laughs> Figure out my war, my BABIP. What's my BABIP?
2: <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get our analytics crew to do some number crunching. So Judd has 151 career hits and nine home runs. I have 116 career hits and 10 home runs listeners, 90 career hits and nine home runs. And uh second year Declan has 42 hits. Oh yeah. And three home runs. Should we get our guy Dustin in here? Guest listener, Dustin, what's going on with you, man? What's your strategy today?
5: Uh, I think I'm going to hit some homers here.
2: Oh yeah. I love it. Like to hear that. Love it. Swinging for the fences. So, we're going to go around the room, three predictions each. We'll start with Dustin, we'll go Judd, Declan, and then back to me, Phil Mackey. They must be quantifiable uh, and or have an end date of some kind, ideally. And we'll start off with Dustin. Lead us off, sir.
5: Well, actually, based on track record, this first one could be a fun single. But I'm doing this to put uh, some reverse psychology into the world here. Mm-hmm. And my prediction is the Twins' losing streak, playoff losing streak, will hit at least 19 games. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, I like it. Yeah, that's... Um,
5: I certainly I mean, don't want it to happen, but, you know, that's why I said, reverse psychology. Get that out in
3: the, in the will atmosphere Will it to not happen, yeah. 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 All right,
2: Judd. All right. Um, God.
3: I'm going to make a prediction that I think Declan has made, so I've added to it. Okay. Karel Kaprizov will win the Calder Trophy as the National Hockey League Rookie of the Year, and Kapo Kokkonen will finish in the top five of the voting.
4: Did I say top ten? I thought I said. I think I said. Uh, I said Cap- Kaprizov would win Calder, and I thought I also said top five. But I'll, but I'll, I'll write it down for you right now. Okay. And, so yeah. And if you have to change it next week, we'll, we'll you know, we'll address that. But, That's
3: um, fine. Oh, so yes. So so Kaprizov wins um, the trophy. Yep. And Kapal uh finishes in the top five for now, at least, of the voting for the uh, Calder okay. Trophy that goes to the Rookie of the Year.
2: All right. I like it. I like it. I'm, Declan, I'm looking for your prediction here. When did you predict?
4: I think I predicted that, that either either last week or with within the last couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure. So
3: I didn't know if if you had Kapo and and uh, Kirill Kaprizov tied together. That's okay. the one thing I didn't know.
4: Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely had a prediction that was that was very I know similar. You had similar one to of it. them at least.
1: No, okay. but I think it's a good
4: one. I mean, I, write this down. I all do. right. uh, I'll go with my first prediction here. The Wild will win at least three of their next four games. So write that down. The Wild will win three of their next four games. They have, what, four still left on this homestand. One more against Vegas tonight. Write it
1: down. You like writing things down.
4: Three more against Arizona, I believe, Judd, to conclude
1: the homestand. Yeah,
4: I can't wait to see
3: the Coyotes three times.
4: Yeah, 10s. me too. Uh, but the go. Wild will win yep. at, at least three right. of their next mm-hmm. four games. Write that down. Write it down.
1: You like writing mm-hmm. things down.
2: You plan. might have. To, I don't know. I feel. I, I. I'm looking through here, and I don't know if it's my mistake or if it wasn't. Well, in you, the, you uh, have.
4: You have forgotten some predictions that I've hit before. So I, you know, maybe, maybe you did. Maybe you did forget it. You know, I don't mean to shoot the messenger here. Or maybe
2: you didn't he, make it, and uh, I. I just came up with a gem. Or maybe you did. here. Here are the last six I have for Declan from the last few weeks. Okay. One of the three remaining bachelor contestants will voluntarily leave before the show ends. Yep, Still on the board. Miguelson. Miguelsono will land on the injured list this season before Byron Buxton does. The wild will be in first place before next week's write that down. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Bruce Boudreaux will be the next head coach of the Kraken. Mm-hmm. For women's tell all uh, on the bachelor, MJ will call out Jasenia, and Zach Parisi will score a power play goal between now and next week. That didn't work.
4: Um, OK, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do some digging. I'll do some I'll do some scoopage. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I mean, you
2: can you can put it on the board if, if we can we can definitely throw it on here if I yeah. if I'm missing it. So I don't want to I don't want to take away no, no, no. any any wild prediction momentum that you may no, have for
4: going. sure absolutely yeah and I haven't been hitting well there so yeah I, I, I'll find it I'll find it it'll be fine
2: okay all right write this down the next Gophers basketball coach will be either Brian Dutcher or Nico Medved. Okay. Now, I will add, mm-hmm. there's a story today I think in the Pioneer Press about how it's been 14 years since the University of Minnesota athletic department has hired a black person. So, um, there's going to be pressure rightfully so on that athletic department to find a little more diversity in some of these hires, but I think my guess is they're they're probably pretty far down the road like in terms of their process with some of these obvious names like Brian Dutcher and Nico Medved, so it'll be either Brian Dutcher or Nico Medved write that down. All okay? Right. All right, back to Dustin.
5: All right, so Phil, you just hijacked me. Um, oh. I had a gopher basketball coach prediction. So do you want me to to use it? Because I have a few more names on my list, or do you want me to? Uh, so I, my prediction is the next gopher basketball coach will be either Nico Medved, Craig Smith of Utah State, who's also a native Minnesotan, mm-hmm. or Dennis Gates of Cleveland State, um, who just made it for
2: the NCAA attorney. You're good. Yeah, the rule is if you if you're going to make the same prediction as somebody else that week, you have to add to it. So, you're good. You're who is, good.
4: Who was the second guy you said? Dustin?
5: Uh Craig Smith, Craig Smith of Utah State.
4: Cool. Okay.
5: And do we need to
4: clarify that we mean for the
5: upcoming season because what happens if Tino is still a coach? Um, yeah, I mean that's
2: <laughs> I think we're all just assuming that he's not going to be the coach. Yeah. So, so what would happen is if he's still the coach, then these predictions would stay on the board until he's no longer the coach, and they hire a new coach.
3: It's the Larry Brown rule. <laughs> the Larry Brown rule. It just sits there. So
5: I, I want to. I want mine to end. So I want to add in <laughs> yeah. for the upcoming twenty twenty
1: one. All season. right. Write it down. Like, like writing. You do you?
2: Down. Like I think Judd has a prediction that uh, that Jim Harbaugh will be the next Bears head coach. And and the assumption there was that they would be looking for a coach this offseason. Right. Well, it'll be next year now.
1: Yeah. It'll be next year. It'll be it'll for 2022.
3: All right. My second write that down prediction. Write that down. Luis Arise will lead the Twins in batting average this season. Luis Arise will lead the Twins in batting average for the 2021 season.
1: Write this down. All
2: right can see that. I think last year was supposed to be, right? He's going to be the Tony Gwynn. He's That's why the I, modern day. Yeah, I think Tony there's going Gwynn. to
3: be less pressure to do so, and, and he can hit. So
4: Okay. I like Just it. Write it
1: down. You like writing things down.
4: Uh, back over to me. Brett Rooker will make the Twins opening day roster, but Alex Kirloff will not. So Brett Rooker will make the opening day roster. Oh. Alex Kirloff will not.
3: Write that down. You know why? Cheap poll ads. Exactly. Exactly.
2: I mean it's not it's it's hard to it's hard to disagree with that notion. If yeah. they if their goal is to win a bunch of games this year, I don't know, maybe Alex Kirilov has to work on his secondary lead-offs at first base <laughs> or something. I don't know. Who be- knows? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Write this down. Dan Bailey cut by the Vikings yesterday. Dan Bailey will kick against the Vikings this season. I will say either in the preseason or in the regular season or in the postseason, so I'm going to include all wow. potential football games the Vikings may play in. Because, listen, I, I'm just looking for a Dan Bailey revenge game. I don't give a rip if it happens in the second preseason game or in the Super Bowl.
3: <laughs> Will he gesticulate Dan- towards the sideline after <laughs> making a f- field goal like Blair Like Blair Walsh did to Zim, I believe, in a Seattle preseason game?
4: little, little DX shot. He did
3: that. Blair Walsh. He did. Blair yeah. Walsh made some type of yep. bleep you to Zimmer sign.
2: Worked out really well for him, by the way. Oh, yeah, it was we a good song. move. It was a great career move,
4: too. really helped you out. Glad for you. Yeah, happy
2: so Dan Bailey in Dan Bailey will kick against the Vikings at some point during this upcoming season, and he will not miss a kick in that game. Write <laughs> yeah, okay. it down.
1: Okay. I like it. Write it down. You like writing things down.
2: All right, back to Dustin.
5: Uh, for my last prediction, uh, Gopher football will win the Big Ten West this year like what they have coming back on offense with the return of uh, Paul Lele, Dunlap on the offensive line, plus uh, Ibrahim as the running back. I think uh, Tanner Morgan goes back to his uh, 2019 self with another year under Sanford as the OC, and hopefully Rossi can get the defense fixed, and if all that stuff happens, they will win the Big Ten West.
1: Write it down. You like writing things down.
2: And if that happens, the Gophers will probably play Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. And you know what? All I have asked for since that game, I think that game's been in existence for like 10 years now or something. All I've said is my expectations for Gophers football are pretty low. Just get to that game and get beat by 50 by Ohio State and I will, and I will be satisfied. See- Just get to that game.
5: If Northwestern can get there two out of the last three years, why they have can't the Gophers
0: get there? <laughs> well, that's
3: very true. Yeah, but here's what I come on before we die a Rose Bowl berth, and not when it's part of the college football playoff. That's all I want. I still want a Rose Bowl. What's wrong birth. with the
2: Meineke Car Bowl and the Sun Bowls? I don't know what you I'm guys are so talking about.
3: sick of that crap.
2: Oh, okay, all right. Here's my. Do you guys p- remember the? Do you guys remember the Micron PC dot com? Yeah, Bowl, of course. By the way. in fact,
3: that was uh, I believe that was North Carolina State, right? I think that's the game that Doogie went to. I think that was Corin Robinson, Philip Rivers,
2: right? Oh, nice. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wolfpack, um, Jeb, Je, before you make your final prediction, Dustin, since you have this platform, is there anyone in your life that you would like to thank that got you to this point?
5: I'm just going to say the same thing I did last time. I was a guest predictor. I want to thank you guys for uh, giving this Minnesotan living in Chicago his uh, Minnesota sports fix. So. You guys keep doing you, and uh, love listening to all your shows, and um, thanks for the opportunity.
2: Thank you. Right on. Thank you, Dustin. Appreciate you <laughs> taking your swings.
3: All right, my final prediction, because the law of averages say it has to happen at oh, some point. Okay. The Wild will score two or more power play goals before the next write that down. They have four games during that time. The Wild will score two or more power play goals before the next write that
4: down. I've tried this twice, and both times it's failed me.
3: But at some point, like, you're playing the Coyotes. A puck has to just go in the net. Go off somebody's ass.
4: As we discussed on Judd's Hockey Show, I don't know, Phil, if you saw this, but the worst power play of all time in a regular season is by the Lightning in 98, and it was 9.5%. The Wild right now are at 6. They are on pace to shatter the NHL power play record.
1: Write it down. You like writing things down?
2: Okay, and and I and I did I did hear you throw that out on Judd's Hockey Show. Uh it's hilarious, but it has to regress, and by regress I just mean move toward the mean. Yes. Right?
3: A puck has to go off somebody. Like yeah. you're shooting the if you're shooting the puck at the goalie, something is going to happen, right? Like just by accident. As, pa- as
2: as Patrick Ricey would say, hockey is random. Oh, it just but depends like, on a puck going off someone's breezers. And the goaltender.
3: But it, it's like three-point shots in basketball. At some point in time, you're just going to hit some. The Rockets, they started
1: to hit some, right?
3: Yeah. Except for the one game. So anyway. Write it
1: down. You like writing things down. Good
4: transition because my final write that down is also a wild power play. And it's probably a single, to be honest. Uh, by the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. the Wild's power play percentage will be no higher than 10%. Jeez. So by the end of the regular season, the Wild's power play percentage will be no higher than 10%.
1: Write it down. You like writing things down.
2: All right. So before I make this, I might pivot here because I might make it three power play predictions in a row. (laughs) I just want to ask the experts in the room real quick here. Do you think they're getting unlucky or do you think there's something systematically wrong with the way that they go about their power play?
3: Systematically wrong. You you aren't this bad for this long without something being wrong. Uh, so I do, luck is involved, but I also think 10 games is just bad luck. We're at what, Declan, 23 games no,
4: now? Almost 25 or so.
3: You might suck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might, yeah, you might just is. be god awful. All yeah. right. In that case, the, the Wild will not, by, by this time next week, the Wild will have zero power play goals between now and this time next week. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy into the Judd's hockey show discussion here. Wow! So those are your write that down predictions for the week. And again, if you want to be part of the segment, if you want to take your swings, either on this show or on Purple Daily, you can send a DM to at Phil Mackey or at Dex's tweets on Twitter, and we will we'll get back to you and get you scheduled. I think we're we're pretty packed through like April, Dex. Yeah, something like that. I think through
4: May first, and then uh, I'm going to start adding more. But yeah, we're we're packed all the way through April, and then we have openings in May.
3: What do you, what do you, what are you, what you very impressed? No, it's oh, impressive. You're your no, head it's me. like a great restaurant. You can't get in. I can't get into That's the, right. write that down restaurant.
4: You know someone, you
3: know, the I chef. just want the steak. No, you can't get. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. the hey, I, I know, the know the hostess. Hey, I know Declan. I know the, I know Declan. You her. know, somebody <laughs> slip me a 20. I'll get you next week. Okay.
2: <laughs> and put some cool whip on whatever oh, food you ordered. No, too. no, no. Enough <laughs> with the
4: cool whip. All
2: right. No. No. <laughs> Goodbye. The show's over. The show's (laughs) over. That's a wrap. Thanks for hanging out with us.
0: Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone.
2: Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More. Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.
3: At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to
1: make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.